So welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I am the co-founder of Ignite DA as well as the editor-in-chief for drbicuspid.com. And thank you for joining us, whether you found us through Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, or any podcast channel, as well as Dr. Bicuspid. We're so glad you joined us today and always glad to have dear friend, excellent colleague, and man, what a great source of information, dentals pharmacology expert, and that would be Tom Viola. Tom, what is going on, my friend? Kevin, how are you, my friend? It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. You're too kind to me. I'm just, uh, I'm just me, but I appreciate it. Highlight of my day. I get to chat with you. You know, we don't get to, uh, you know, have a beverage together, and uh, but uh, it's nice that we get to connect like this. And and I will tell you, I know our our listeners uh, on the Ignite DA network, as well as our readers on Doctor by Cusp, but always love hearing what you're talking about. And and I tell you, this is a very timely topic. Uh, you know, I, I can tell you, I was one of the folks that was completely blown away whenever news came across that uh, Chadwick Boseman, uh, the star of Black Panther and 42 and and so many other great films uh, passed away uh, from from colon cancer. And and you've found an article. And I'm very curious because you say that there could be a link between colorectal cancer and periodontal disease. Is that correct? Absolutely, my friend. You know, you and I talked about this for a while now around different subjects where we talk about the oral systemic connection. And uh, it's it's obviously some people are saying at this point, my gosh, if I hear one more thing about oral systemic, I'm going to vomit. But it, it's it's always this case of peeling back the layers of the onion, you know, what we don't know and, and yet to discover. And we've all known that P. gingivalis on its own as an organism is found in different parts of the body uh, where we don't think it belongs and yet it's there. And so we're wondering, you know, what role it plays. But beyond just the microbacterium uh, and, and the things that we worry about from an infectious standpoint, we really have to start worrying about, in my opinion, the overall role of systemic inflammation. Now, we're well aware that systemic inflammation can lead to things like atherosclerosis, right, which can lead to coronary artery disease, hypertension. And we're also are pretty well aware that atherosclerosis uh, in and of itself is bad, but it can lead to worse things like a worsening of cardiovascular disease up to and including, you know, the fact that the patient might need an anticoagulant. So it has perplexing uh, and and far-reaching influences on dentistry. We also know that the uh, oral systemic connection is alive and well where periodontal disease and systemic inflammation have been linked to insulin resistance. And then therefore you have diabetes type 2 and all of that that goes along with it, you know, and so we, we get it. We get that periodontal disease, systemic inflammation, and other systemic diseases all tie together well. In the past, we've actually looked at whether or not periodontal disease has a link to other types of cancers, breast cancer, uterine cancer, and so on. But the one like last frontier that we've never really talked about was colorectal cancer. And as you said, you know, I, I, I saw the news, I was heartbroken, uh, you know, no one wants to see anybody pass early in life. And so I said, you know, let me go do some digging to see if this has ever been an issue, because maybe this is our chance. Once again, as you and I have said, you know, let's rise together. Maybe this is our chance to, to see if we can help save more lives. So you've heard me talk about hygienists, assistants and dentists, you know, save lives when it comes to identifying depression and identifying lots of things. What about colorectal cancer? So the study that I'm referring to was actually published in Cancer Prevention Research not too long ago, as a matter of fact. It was, uh, it was in August. And it was a collection of 42,000 
or 500 roughly participants. Uh, ironically, more men than women, 24,000 more men than women. And I say that ironically because a lot of people believe that colorectal cancer affects men and women equally, but it really doesn't. As a matter of fact, it's, uh, it's more men than women. Uh, but of that, they found that there was a greater incidence of colorectal cancer in patients who had periodontal disease than those that didn't. So again, you say, okay, well, what kinds of things should we be looking for? What other, are there other risk factors? You know, men, men tend to smoke more, although I don't know if that's really true anymore. You know, um, do, is it lifestyle? You know, people who have periodontal disease, uh, maybe they eat certain foods that, that, that you know, are, are, you know, easy for them because they have difficulty chewing. Is it the foods that increase the risk? But the study adjusted for a lot of that. And so it turns out that there really is some link and there could be more research to be done. That's, that's really interesting, you know, and, and one of the things that uh, I, I heard and I read so much after uh, Chadwick Boseman passed away was that obviously that's a colorectal cancer isn't something we talk about a lot. It's not something that comes up a lot. You know, and and I I immediately whenever you started talking about this, I flash back to in so many practices the oral systemic link still isn't something that is talked about a lot. Uh, you know, but but we know the danger of periodontal disease. We know the problems that go along with that. So does the conversation simply start with, as you said, the inflammation and the periodontal disease side of things, and then it works into the rest of the body? I think so. I think patients look at dental assistants, dental hygienists, dentists, everybody who's in this audience as the experts in oral care and don't make the connection in their head that that, that can lead to other systemic illnesses. It's sort of, you know, mouth centric, as I've always said. At the same time, that's our opportunity to rise together and say, okay, well, you have periodontal disease. I have an opportunity now that since I've identified this to, to, to tell you about other conditions you should be looking for. You know, you should be uh, thinking about that maybe you're at higher risk for. And, and one of the things about the study that caught my interest the most was it wasn't end stage. They didn't look at people who had periodontal disease and follow them all the way to colorectal cancer. They actually looked for markers. So they actually looked to see of the people who had periodontal disease, did they have two types of pathologies that often lead to colorectal cancer? Uh, serrated polyps and conventional adenomas. And that meant a lot to me because that, again, means what? It's not a fait accompli. You're the hygienist, you're the assistant, you're the dentist, you identify periodontal disease. Now's your chance to intervene early, yep. right? We're all about prevention in dentistry, right? Why can't we extend that to you know, oral systemic connection? So I identify it. Let's see if we can prevent it from happening. Well, you know, an early detection is such a, a, a bell that goes off in my head. And, and that's talking about cancer. That's talking about diabetes. That's talking about periodontal disease. That's talking about, you know, problems with your, your, your mouth. I mean, there, there's so many times that we talk about catching things early. And as you said, so often that may well start at the dental practice. We've done it before. You know, when patients have GERD, uh, gastroesophageal reflux disease, one of the first things I tell my students, all my students, is the question you should be asking your patient is, when's the last time you were scanned for Barrett's esophagus? Some people don't even know what it is. And I say, well, Barrett's esophagus is where the, the lining, the cells that line the esophagus after being insulted by acid for so long, 
metamorphosize on their own to become more resistant to stomach acid and in so doing become precancerous. Okay, so here's your chance. You of anybody as a dental assistant, hygienist, dentist, see the ravages of stomach acid on the enamel, on the teeth, and make the, the quick, quick statement, do you know what Barrett's is? Have you been scanned for it? They say no, you send them for a referral. Lo and behold, they find the cells. They can go in endoscopy and remove those cells and, and really reduce the risk of cancer. So we have precedent. Why can't we just, you know, move forward in that direction and use our knowledge of periodontal disease for greater good? So that, that's my opinion. I, I agree with that completely. And, and, well, it, it's a good opinion. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, you know, but I, I, and I think another thing that you and I have talked about so much on previous podcasts, and I want to just broach again is, you know, for so long, we talked about how dentists and their medical brothers and sisters could work more closely together. I think COVID gave us a great opportunity to have that happen. And now in the days that we're, we're still fighting this pandemic, that should continue, especially with studies like this coming out. I got to take Kevin. I got lucky. I really did. You know, I entered dentistry and, and medicine uh, around 25 years ago. And I, I, the only reason I consider myself lucky is because I saw the transition. You know, we used to treat one patient as two patients, right? They were a dental patient and they were a medical patient. Same person, but we viewed them as two different people based on our perspective in, in dentistry. And now you're seeing the ever, you know, ever a broadening convergence of dentistry and medicine. And you're right, COVID was a perfect opportunity for us to move in that direction. So that means even more so now we should be asking these questions. Believe me, I get feedback. People say to me, I don't have time to spend 20 minutes on a medical history in a 45 minute appointment. I get it. But the faster and better you get at asking these questions, the more efficient you are, less time you spend, greater outcomes. Absolutely. Now, I love that. And I, I think that's so important. And and obviously, we're going to link to the article that Tom is referencing on the Dr. By Cuspid article. So if you found us through Dr. By Cuspid, the link's in this article. If you found us through the podcast, please log on to drbycuspid.com. You can search for Viola, V-I-O-L-A, uh, and, and this article will pop up there as well as this podcast. And hey, you can listen to it again. We'd love that. Uh, Tom, any other thoughts uh, on the subject before we, we kind of wrap it up for the day, brother? Yeah, just remember, my friend, that uh, we, we also have a, an active role in, uh, in this whole thing because we use NSAIDs uh, to manage dental pain. We use non-steroidal anti-inflammatory agents. And NSAIDs, when they may be great for dentistry, may not be a drug of choice if a patient has existing polyps or has maybe adeno uh, neoplasms, adenomas, or even colorectal cancer itself. So it's not just a preliminary look, it's also a prospective look later. Now that you've been diagnosed, you know, God forbid, with colorectal cancer, we've got to be more careful in the choices we make for analgesics. And again, goes back to that medical history, that medical intake. You know, there, there, it feels like there's certain things that you and I hit almost every episode, but yet they're so important, they need to be hit every episode, it feels like. Yep. And, I, and that's why I look forward so much to the feedback I get from the audience. So many people, so many nice people out there who email me and ask me questions. And I live for that stuff because it helps me and it helps you. I know you do a great job, Kevin, like just feeling the pulse of what people want to hear out there. So, yeah, it's a common theme, but I'm sure we'll hit it for days to come. Well, and you said people are reaching out to you. Let them know those who don't know how to get a hold of you, how to do that. Absolutely. So, listen, if anybody's listening right now and, and you want more information, you have an open book as far as I'm concerned on my side. You can always find me at my website. It's tomviola.com. 
Uh, you can shoot me an email at tom at tomviola.com. Very original. Uh, and you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, both at Pharmacology Declassified. That's the name of the page. The reason for that, a lot of people ask me, what the heck? Pharmacology Declassified? What's that even mean? Well, it's, it's my way of saying, you know, way back in pharmacology, a lot of us learn this stuff. And, and it's it's time to kind of bring it back, you know. And, and, and one of the reasons we don't use it so much is because pharmacology is like a different language. So my job in this world is to declassify it and make it practical and applicable for you in everyday practice. So feel free to reach out with questions. I'm happy to help. And on, when you're on my site, you can take some uh, classes, uh, CE classes for credit online, on demand, and uh, read the latest in dental pharmacology and anesthesia from my perspective. So looking forward to seeing you all. Good stuff as always, my friend. Always enjoy chatting with you. And uh, I, I think I owe you about uh, 84 beverages at this point. Uh, so <laughs> you know, so uh, we won't do that all in one setting. We'll spread them out uh, whenever we finally get together in 2021. I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to it, buddy. When the stupid virus finally goes away, we'll all have a better life. So, <laughs> Amen to that. Amen. Well, we appreciate all of you who listen to these podcasts. Thank you so much for being such a great audience. And, and like Tom said, we love to hear from you. We love to hear your thoughts. We love to hear your questions. We love to hear your suggestions for future episodes. So you can always reach me at kevin.henry at igniteda.net. We'd love to reach out to you. Hey, and I'm inviting you, if you're a dental assistant listening to this, join us on the Ignite DA Facebook page. I also want to make sure that you are a member of drbycuspid.com. Uh, that's where we're bringing you new articles every workday uh, and experts like Tom every workday as well. But for now, Kevin Henry, co-founder of Ignite DA, editor-in-chief for drbycuspid.com, signing off, wishing you great health and great success ahead. Together, we rise.